Hey guys, welcome to Music Workflow Academy, another podcast. We've got an amazing guest today. We've got DJ Amara. Hi. Here she is. So I'm sure a few of the viewers know about her. Seen <laughs> she's about. She's doing some big things at the moment with DJing. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, my my pleasure, my pleasure. So, so how did you how did you get into DJing initially? Oh God, well, I actually started. I was a proper raver. <laughs> I've been a raver since I was like sixteen. So, I was like in that scene for so long. Um, and I actually didn't start DJing until much later on. Um, it was actually not too much before lockdown happened. I just, I'd just started and I had a lot of friends that were DJs and I was always out and I was always partying <laughs> and I was like, I, I love music. I like, I need, I need, I should be doing this. Um, so I started learning to DJ, um, but I didn't really get much of a chance to like really like properly get out there because lockdown happened and then it was this really weird thing. So um, for me, it was like, it happened quite in a strange way where um, I'd only just really started and then lockdown happened and then I started producing. Um, and by the time I came out of lockdown, I then was doing like really big shows. Um, so it was a bit, strange but also like the best thing because I just got thrown in at the deep end and you know I'm very grateful for like the way it happened um but I did work really hard over lockdown I was like learning to produce and that's when Patrick Topping heard my music and that's how that all happened so yeah brilliant so for those that don't know Amara's played at Trick she's done DC10 Creamfields Terminal V just to name a few gigs. <laughs> when you say it like that, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. like I, I realise when I hear it, how sick that is. <laughs> yeah, literally, so good. And um, you got your manager, Stacey. I met Stacey, she's, yeah. she's, she's amazing, lovely. Oh, when did you meet her? Uh, a few seasons ago uh, in Ibiza, we had a little afters at mine and then, um, <laughs> Yeah, she was showing me this really cool music and I was like, awesome. And um, she was with her friend. But yeah, no, amazing. So oh, respect the hustle, respect the work rate. Good. It's nice yeah. Nice to see good people in the music industry. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, good. yeah so, so you're feeling a lot better now. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You yeah. There's something around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get, did you get, well, I don't know if we can even talk about it on the podcast, but. Did you get like a, a booster or anything? Was that was that what what it was? Like, no, it wasn't that. It just I just I don't know. I think I've just got I don't know cold. <laughs> yeah. Really not made for this weather. <laughs> yeah, really. we'll move we'll move to IB for one day. I'm definitely yeah. That's the dream. So so how did you how did you learn initially? Was that were you self taught? Did you go to a school? YouTube tutorials? What was your kind of pathway? Yeah. So I really wanted to do Point Blank, but I just couldn't afford it because um, I wanted to do it in person, but it was just so expensive. Um, yeah, just I just I just it wasn't it wasn't really possible um, for me to do that. So I started. Um, I think I got Logic, so I use Logic. Yes, I use Logic. A lot of people don't use Logic. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, and 
I was sort of dabbling and like playing around myself, but I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I, don't, I have no idea. Um, and then um, someone told me about like Fader Pro and like other um, online courses that you could do. So I was like, okay, great. Well, I'll give those a go because I've got loads of time, you know, time on my hands. So, um, so yeah, I just started watching loads of tutorials and honest, honestly, I swear, I just was winging it the whole time. And I, I still think back and I'm like, how did I get away with like signing an EP on Trick? Because that EP was like the first, some of the first music I'd ever made. And I'm like, what? But I think because I, because I wasn't overthinking it, and at that time I was so free because I had nothing, there was no pressure. I wasn't a well-established DJ or producer. So I didn't really care what anyone thought. Um, I was just like, oh yeah, I'll give this a go. And I was just making like weird sounds and like putting weird things together. And I wasn't even paying attention to like what key things were in, which was like the kind of stuff that I care about now. And it just worked. <laughs> um, so I'm like, what? Like I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? But um, but yeah, I guess I guess in a way that's kind of like what made it so special was because I I didn't wasn't thinking about it in the way that I think about music now. So um, I think in a way that's probably good, it's like probably good advice to give people not not to overthink it too much and just go with it. And it was kind of all wacky and weird. And Patrick loved it because like Trick was kind of that sound so yeah my, honestly, yeah just it was all trial and error really and lots of youtube and all of that yeah well that's that's amazing like that's that's why we're here just to help djs and and producers we're we're not too expensive just you know we got studio. yeah that's that's so great and you know that's the thing it's like i get a lot of dms from people and they're asking me how I got started and they're saying that oh, I can't afford it and all of these things. And actually it doesn't need to cost that much. And, you know, you, you do um, great courses and stuff. And like, it's, as long as you've got like a laptop as well and a MIDI, like that's all you need. At first, when I first started, I thought I needed all this stuff and all this equipment. And I would look at like big producers and look, look at see their studios and feel really intimidated and be like, oh, I don't have that. Um, but you know, I managed to make an EP off my laptop and that was it. So um, it that that is a myth that you need lots of equipment and stuff. It's not, it's not true. You know, I actually saw that on YouTube. I don't know who it was that said that. And I was like, oh, suddenly clicked in me and I was like, okay, I could do this. That's it. We, we, that's one of the main things that I preach at the school. I'm like, you don't need to buy all this expensive gear. Like most of it's in the program and yeah. Miff, miff debunked I'm happy you said that so yeah <laughs> I think a lot of people get really intimidated by production and like I said I get a lot of messages from young people that want to produce and uh they just get really overwhelmed and you know it doesn't need to be it they just need to simplify it a bit and just go you know and not see it as like this big thing that's out there and it's like actually you can do it in your own home and anyone can so that's brilliant good i think it's definitely a lot about mindset you get people that that come into it and then you know it's it's kind of like a maze like if you can see the maze from above you can mm. navigate it but if you just go in and get lost then you're kind of like that's when you know you're making baseline for you know kick drums for three hours and serum like you don't need to do that <laughs> exactly it is mindset i think a lot of a lot of the reason why i've done 
well is because of my mindset. I always say to all of my friends, and if if they're they're quite limited in their like view on things, I always say, well, I I did it, and you know, I had no experience or anything, so I always went into it thinking I can do it. If they, if someone else can, then I can. I never I never actually really doubted myself, so I had a lot of confidence going in. And I think you have to just be like that and not get too scared of the prospect of it all. Yeah, that's it. You 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 had you had the initial confidence. A lot of people come to me and they, they struggle with with feeling confident and just getting that confidence and and mm. of any limiting beliefs. Yeah, I think if you if you love music, then that should be enough. And that's the reason why I did feel confident because I was like, well, I know I know my tunes and I know good music. So if I know that, then at least I'm I, I'm nearly there. Like, do you know what I mean? The rest is just stuff I need to learn. It's just technical. But the fact that I love music and I know I've got a good ear is enough. And I think if people have that, then they should really believe in themselves because that's all you need. The rest is all stuff that you can learn. If you put your mind to it, obviously, you have to put the work in and, and really put the hours in to learn, you know, production and stuff. And it can it can be a little bit tedious at time. But but yeah, if you love music, then that should that should be enough to give yeah. you the confidence. That's it. That's that's all we say. You know, I'm I'm happy to work with anyone if they love music, you know. They might have mm. direction on, on what their sound is, but um, you know, it's like selection's like 80% of it, and then the rest is just like beat matching or you know technical skills and stuff um, yeah exactly I always say that actually <laughs> DJing is not that <laughs> difficult it's yeah. it's it's more the yeah it's more like what your selection is that I think um that's what when I'm when I'm listening to DJ I'm like oh that's a wicked tune or you know those are the things that I'm I'm looking out for most people aren't really looking at well especially in the crowd everyone's off their faces they're not like oh that mix or whatever they're they're just like loving the tunes and the journey that you take them on it's not you know no one has a clue what you're actually doing up there <laughs> that's so funny so what's the, what's the most fun gig you've played what are your your fun gig stories your... oh god do you know what it's so funny because um so i'm from london but i play up north all the time all the time because my sound i'd say probably more I don't know if it's better suited but um yeah but they they love like old school rave and like like slightly faster bpm I say slightly faster much faster <laughs> um than down here but I do think it is like all sort of check you know not changing but um yeah that sound is coming coming becoming popular now down here but um yeah so I play up north a lot so I see a lot of funny things up there because <laughs> everyone's a little bit crazier <laughs> everyone's a little bit rowdier but oh I see I see all sorts I mean I actually put a video up on Instagram it's on one of my reels of these girls and they all jump up on stage and they all do the worm while I'm DJing and that was in Bristol and I was like what the um, or you know just people getting off or like the signs that they put up for me like you know will you marry me and all that's very sweet <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet um 
but yeah, lots of I see lots of funny, funny. Uh, but you know what? I love it because that's what it's all about, and that's what makes me have fun. And and the thing is, is that when I'm DJing, I'm not one of those DJs that will just. Um, I, I will be in the zone, but I really, really always interact with the crowd, always. And I and I'll see people, and I'll, you know. I'm like really engage with people and um, that's what makes it so so fun for me is when I see or sometimes I see people that I recognize I've come to those my shows and yeah it's oh, so fun I love that yeah brilliant oh that's so good I'm just writing that down it's interesting it's nice to know like that's your that's your it, it is fun to interact with the crowd and stuff especially the more intimate you know venues and stuff is mm, always I love that I just feel like you know they've come all this way and when I'm when when you're playing music it is like a an exchange of energy I guess and yeah it makes me so happy to see other people having fun that's like my favorite thing <laughs> why I do it <laughs> because I remember being that person also you know yeah yeah, yeah. you're like doing it for your younger self almost like 100 percent 100% I was actually going through pictures and I found uh, from like an old hard drive and I found those pictures of me at raves when I was younger I used to go to those dry and bass raves and um <clears throat> there's loads of me like I like I got on stage once with DJ Hype and I was like Woo! And, like I thought it was like the coolest thing and now I'm like oh wow that's that I'm, I'm now doing that you know it's, it's it's kind of mad but yeah definitely is for my younger self <laughs> um yeah it's the right reason to do things like i think if you get into it for the right reason you'll you'll do well some some people come to me and they're like oh i want to do it for the image or the money and i'm like i don't i don't i'm not really fussed about working with them because i'm like oh god not what the industry well, needs people actually say that yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god and i'm like i can't work with them you know I'm oh like, no yeah. do you know what i always think i always think that is a bonus because if that happens then it's a bonus um, but it shouldn't be the reason why you do it, no. Exactly. I don't think you'll do do well. I don't think you'd really enjoy it if you did it for those reasons. Yeah, I, I can imagine it getting very monotonous and, and boring, just doing it for, <coughs> for money. And um, Yeah. So, so, yeah, do it for the right reasons, basically. If you're going to get into DJ and do it because you like to make people happy, you like to make people dance, you know, and it's a, it's a good laugh, isn't it? It is a good, it really is a good laugh. It's a great job. <laughs> That's the main thing. You get to <laughs> the crowd from time to time and uh, some good backstage moments, all that jazz. Oh, yeah, all of that. <laughs> so, so when, where, where can we see you performing in the next few? You got any big plans for, for 2023 yet? Or, yeah, I do. Well, I do have some shows lined up 2023. Um, December. I'm playing again. I'm doing Manchester, Lancaster, Cardiff, and then next year, yeah, I'm doing Fly in Scotland, which I'm so excited about because I've always wanted to do Fly. Um, oh, it's like I've always said I wanted to play there, and it's like at Edinburgh Castle, which is so sick. <laughs> my second castle that I've played at now. So um, yeah, buzzing. I'm buzzing. Like lots of exciting things. I'm very excited. That's so good. I'll have to come to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, where are you? Uh, I'm in London at the moment. I'm I'm born and bred Londoner as well. Oh, yeah. If I get a London show as well, they sort of, if I do get a London show, it's like 
not that often, but they, I did, I did fabric not that long ago. Um, and that was amazing. So that was my debut, but yeah, I'll let you know if I, if I do anything a bit closer, I won't make you come all the way to, you know, Cardiff or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe, maybe I'll travel. Then again, yeah, yeah. guest list. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I'll get, I'll get the train up. Get pissed. Oh, it'll be great fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah no, uh, yeah, it'll be good. I'll, I'll come to a few of your shows for sure. Uh, mm. We've, we've got, we've got events, uh, quite a few events in IB for next year. So, oh I'll wow, get you as a special guest. That'd be really cool. Oh, that would be wicked. Great. Have you already got them planned then? Um. Well, <laughs> we have a few venues that we're in talks with at the moment. Yeah. You know, towards the end of the season, things got a bit ropey with the police and DC10 got, the garden got shut down and the, mm. and a few clubs were getting raided and Octan got in trouble. And it, towards the end of the season, everyone I was in contact with was like, we've had to shut because of getting raided or, or whatever. So, yeah. you know, so we'll, as long as they reopen next year, we should be. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, it's IB for like everyone chill out. People need to chill out and get the after party scene going again. And um, yeah, that'd be so fun. But yeah, definitely that'd you'll be. be coming, yeah, you'll be coming out for a few shows. Definitely, if I can. Yeah. Get, get that sorted. See if we can do Ibiza Rocks and uh, Octan and um, oh, maybe something at Ocean Beach as well. Just get get everything, get everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. So that'd yeah, yeah, it's all on the cards. So. So uh, changing topic now, what was your kind of like musical kind of introduction? Like what, what, what did you like? Did you like it as a kid or did, did you hit like 12 and you're like, oh, I like showing people music or what was your kind of like, that's it moment. I want to be a DJ and, and um, share music with people. Or was it just, you know, you were just in a rave one day, like, oh, I like the look of that. You know, did anyone kind of inspire you? What was your... What was like, what did you listen to initially? Initially, Because for me, I started with like dubstep and then they started putting grime on the dubstep CDs and then started listening to grime and then I started going to squat raves and then the drum and bass came in and then, and then house eventually, but mm. yeah. Yeah, for me, it's quite similar because um, I didn't just start with house or, you know, I, yeah. um, I actually first started raving to drum and bass and dubstep those days. <laughs> um, and I remember going to my first rave. I mean, I was always, ever since I was young, I, I always really loved music. And I always loved music that was very different to what other people my age liked. So I was a bit of an old soul in that sense because I wasn't really listening to the stuff that my friends and especially my girlfriends because they were listening to like, I don't know girl groups and stuff and I was listening to much different music I was like listening to the prodigy and you know um stuff like that so um yeah it was it, so I always had an interest for music and um and then when I started raving and I started going to dry and bass raves I was about and illegal raves when I was about 16 <laughs> um I was like whoa what the fuck is this um it was like a whole new world had opened up and then I was you know out and about all the time and going to all these different raves and there was always something in the back of my head that was like oh, I wish I could do that I want to do that but I don't I don't know I didn't pursue it for ages because I, don't, I can't I, 
I don't know what it was. I didn't know a lot of people like me. I didn't know a lot of females that were doing it at the time. I felt quite intimidated by the whole scene, actually. And I really was really worried about what people would think. And I don't know, it was this strange thing. And now looking back, I'm like, what was all that about? But I was a lot younger. And actually, I'm really glad I waited because um, by the time I started DJing, I really had my head screwed on. And had I started when I was younger, I think I would have got really sucked into the party lifestyle of it all. And I don't think maybe I would have done as well because, yeah, I, I used to love partying and I used to love going out. And I don't think I quite had that like maturity level level yet. So, um, so I actually went in and I started doing acting. I went to drama school and I've, ever since I was young, I always knew I wanted to do some sort of arts whether it was music acting singing I was always always involved in that sort of thing um so yeah I was and then I worked as an actor on stage at the theatre I did um I did a the Shakespeare's Globe and I was working I was acting in front of thousands of people every day um but I was just still like oh this isn't doing it for me I was still going raving all the time and I was like right when this finishes I'm just going to start DJing and I did but I, I think, like I said, it it was the right time for me because I was ready. I was mentally ready. I was like, right, I know what I like. I know who I want to be. I've got an idea of who I am as an artist. And whenever people ask me for advice, I always say that's that's the impo most important thing first. Make sure you're ready because if you start and you don't know who you are and you don't know what you're going to play and, oh, you don't even know, like, I don't know what what your persona is it's like you're gonna have to figure all that out whilst the like learning to DJ and it's it's like I, I felt like I was already ready okay yeah of course it was like I was still figuring things out but I was I was I was I was ready mentally Brilliant. and um and I had a clear idea of what music I liked you know mm, that's great advice that is very great yeah I think you've hit the nail on the head there like you know it's better that it happened the way it did because now you've blown up in much bigger ways than if it happened previously. You know, like I, I'm, I'm a believer in like the universe and like things you kind of happen. Yeah, me too. And stuff, you know. Yeah, no, you have to. You have to. I, I do believe in things like that because things happen all the time. And even now that I'm in it, it doesn't. It doesn't get easier. It's like things happen all the time, and one door closes and then another opens. But what I realise is. If you just trust it, then you know you don't push for anything too much because everything everything does happen at the right time. I think for who you are as a person and what you're learning. Um, so yeah, I'd say um, really figure figure out what you like and what your style is yeah. first. Because I think the most confusing, I think the easiest thing for a promoter is when they go oh, I'm going to book that person because I know what they're going to bring, you know, and they know instantly what your vibe is. So I think that's really important when you're thinking about starting out because it's not just DJing, it's like the whole, it really is just the whole thing, you know, like who you are and what are they coming to see you for? What, what are they going to expect, you know? That's it, that's it. Kind of like the brand of, you know? Like yeah. What you're gonna play um how you're gonna act on stage you know can you handle a big crowd can you can yeah you crowd, stuff like that 
all of these things you know like I said again I've got people ask me a lot and that's that that's the main advice I'd, I'd give give to them and kind of good to do to do this podcast because I don't really get a chance to say this stuff but um yeah it is really important and I would say sit down and and think about those things first and play around with your tunes and you know um do all of that rather than try and rush into it too quickly you know yeah I think it will it will unfold at the right time as long as you're doing it for the right reasons and yeah put the work in yeah 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 so yeah amazing amazing um so yeah something that we're big on at music workflow is like representing the women of the industry and making sure they're fairly represented and you know that that things are fair like with my students Mm. with my students i make sure they get paid and you know you know they they range from the ages of 10 to 65 male and female like we've got wow that's amazing We've got lots of little kids. Some of them are. Oh, yeah. Got I love that. I love that. I wish there was somewhere that I could have gone when I was that age. That is sick. That's wicked that you're doing that. It's oh, really cool. Thank Good you. I'm, I'm sure we'll get you involved in one way or another, you know, in a few ways. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, it's lovely helping the kids. Like some of them have special needs and, and helping oh. work through that. And yeah if they find themselves through music and yeah they get to express themselves and they're, yeah they're always so good as well like that but my best students age 13 and you know, really yeah he mixes on four decks and wow he's a beast like we got him a, a club set in greece he's already played what <laughs> got he's already of... touring <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we got yeah we got i've got a 15 year old in florida He's getting uh, seven hundred dollars a week doing weddings and wow. So yeah, we'll have to bring you in somehow. Obviously, this podcast will be great, but we'll bring you in in other areas and um, just helping mm. helping the youth, helping helping the grassroots. I would love that. You know, like I said, I I wish I had that when I was that age, and it's just wicked. Like when I was in school, I didn't even think it was so different for for when when we were younger. I don't know how old you are, but I you know. I I really struggled with school and I wish I had something like this to like have have an outlet for me it was doing like drama class but um yeah it's uh it's you forget that like you know kids at age we they need like to be stimulated and their minds like you know with music and and other things rather than just the academic stuff which is also good and you know make sure you work hard in school guys but <laughs> you know the other stuff is so important like the creative stuff mm. yeah they're, they're, they're getting me into local colleges uh to, to look at the music curriculum and make sure oh wicked equipment's good so yeah just been yes yeah exactly I mean when I did music in school there wasn't decks there wasn't any talk of electronic music you know so yeah it's really good that you you do that yeah yeah but well yeah help the kids and then they're the next generation so hopefully you know that you know they'll have a good time as well and um yeah you know um so yeah i mean i i always wanted to get into music as a kid as well but couldn't really find an outlet to, to yeah get to dj and stuff so 
I was self-taught and then I was like, damn, if only there was someone who knew what they were doing to, to help me out a bit uh, to teach. So that's, I do it for my younger self, like to help. Wow, I love that. That's so sick. That's so sick. Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah, um, we've, got, we've got a student who is, uh, I think he's 14 or 15. And he's, he's, he's the only student he's taking DJing as his GCSE. What? yeah there's a school there's a school that he's at and he's doing djing as a gcse he's the only student seriously seriously Amara, literally like he's picked it he's picked he's picked djing as gcse and the school don't even know like they have no curriculum they have no uh like uh grading grading system so i've had to make one for them i've had to make (gasps) a whole whole oh my god that's amazing that they're letting him do that isn't it isn't it amazing that is insane that is so sick i'm like oh, i wish i could have done a decency in dj I know. can you imagine back in that's the so sick though yeah. that is so sick so so once that goes well i'm going to go to the school and say like you know i'll i'll take over or something and get mm-hmm. get that going and then i can get it into the schools that's that's kind of the route we're going for, uh, at, at the moment obviously i'm working with the local colleges unis and stuff as well but um the, the local college is going to be building me a radio station and they're going to let me use it for podcasts so i'll get you for like an in-person podcast at some point or something like that oh <laughs> yeah i'd love that i'd love that so yeah there's a lot going on behind the scenes i can't say everything but um, <laughs> i've said quite a lot so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's quite a lot there but yeah no i think it's great because you know the the, the the kids will get to get to do that so mm-hmm. So that's a bit what's going on with me. So, what what other news have you got then? Is there anything else you got bubbling? We're gonna be we we're gonna be working on a on a project soon, a little music project. <laughs> you know what? I um I've actually got a release coming out in like two weeks with Will Clark, who um yeah we've made a techno record together, Techno Tree. Um, that's coming out soon, and then I've got some projects coming out next year but I can't talk about them which is really interesting um because we're doing like all the contracts and stuff all of that boring yeah. stuff um so but I'm really really excited um because one of my favorite records which I made called Color of My Dreams which um I've shared a bit on socials because Patrick's played it and quite a few other people have played it um that's coming out next year and it's definitely my I think it's my best, the best thing I've I've ever done. And my mum cried when she heard it, which makes me think that it is gonna do well. <laughs> oh, well, that is brilliant. <laughs> it sounds so sad, doesn't it? Um I love that. I love that. But no, I um well Patrick played it at Creamfields and it was yeah, it, yeah, I'm really excited. So that's coming out next year. If all goes to plan, which I'm sure it will, putting it out there. Um so yeah, just I'm actually in the studio now. I'm just still working on stuff and you know, that's it. I'm just showing up every day because don't get me wrong, there are days when I'm like, oh my god, my brain is just like I'm not feeling it, you know. Um but I've I've said to myself, I'm gonna show up every time, even if I'm not feeling it, because it's I, on one day I might hit something. So and that's what I try and do. Um so yeah that's great um, 
you're, you're being but my block is real and it's hard <laughs> sometimes <clears throat> i think i think you're being you know being consistent is like the main thing you know like that's, yeah. that's been my secret for a lot of stuff is just yeah turn up every day have a good yeah. routine don't get too sucked into the party scene and stuff yeah you know it's hard because when i first started i when i first started djing i was I was I was going I was staying out quite a lot I was and I had to have a real talk with myself and be like right Amara this is really fun but like you know let's not get too excited and yeah I've definitely like reined it in now and now like I do a show and I'm like or I do a set and I'm like I'm gonna go back to the hotel now <laughs> get pizza <laughs> and the promoter's like stay stay and it's really hard sometimes I want to like you know make an effort and and I'll, I'll have a drink and stuff. I, I you know, I, I, I have to take care of myself and be like, I need to go back because otherwise that affects my studio time if I'm tired and all of that. So yeah, it's all been a bit of a learning curve really. Brilliant. I'm glad you adapted and didn't get sucked in. I know a lot of people that didn't adapt. And... Oh yeah. And some people, by the way, are great at that and still do really well but like just for some, but for me it doesn't work like it's it's too much but some people can, can do it can do it they've got the energy but you know there you go <clears throat> each to their own there i think that's a each to their own. yeah we're not we're not we're not saying do it or don't do it we're just saying you know do balance. What, yeah balance. yeah yeah balance right. do what works best for you because exactly exactly health is wealth at the end of the day you know DJ. exactly Exactly, you've got to take care of yourself. Um, you know, that's another thing. Oh, the sleeping patterns and stuff, like eating well and all that. I, I really have tried to, to do all of that while I'm like DJing and stuff, um, touring and, you know, getting used to that side of things. Cause it, you have to take care of yourself, you know. What's your, what's your typical go-to like meal? Do you go for the protein or like when you're on tour or what, what, what can you get in a Kinder Bueno or what's oh, Honestly, the thing is what's difficult is that sometimes I get there really late and then the only thing that's got food is the hotel and the hotel sometimes has only got like pizza and, and like that's it. Um, and then that's when it's really hard. So um, I've started, I actually take in food with me as well. Um, <laughs> At lunches because <laughs> honestly like it's you know oh like i'll be like the other, the other day i had um like a green smoothie before I, before i did a set and i was like who am i like who is this person Health queen. going on um and then i had a drink later <laughs> it made me feel better it made me feel better <laughs> um, but yeah you gotta you gotta take care of yourself brilliant oh so sure take care of yourself put yourself first and then yes get home responsible you know responsible times and yeah you just it's just better in the long run because yeah thing is you know with what we do it's so one minute you can be playing at this time and the next minute you're playing at that time and if you don't have a bit of some you know self-care in between then you know mm. it's not like other people who have like set you know I, I actually quite like a routine so it's quite hard with with this because I can't really have a routine I can only have a routine when I'm not playing um 
you know but that's what works for me that's what keeps me like sane is like when I'm not playing having a having a routine and you know um but yeah that's it really isn't it I love a routine as well and then you know playing all these irregular times and you're just Mm. yeah you don't really think about these things before you start and then you're like oh gosh this is like um but it's the only downside I think I think if you, so if you can get that right then you can really enjoy it um it's way more, okay. more pros like yeah 99 pros or not one con that's really it yeah yeah um and yeah I think that's something that we're going to discuss with future podcast guests just like the wellness routine of things so I think that's so important you know mm. you know no one I'd never heard anyone talk about that sort of stuff and I'd never, yeah, I just, it wasn't a conversation. And when I go out, I didn't see any of that. Everyone was just getting wrecked. And actually <laughs> now I know a few DJs, <laughs> yeah, they, but now I know a few DJs who have been doing it for so long and they, they take care of themselves now. I think they've had their years of like partying and stuff. And now that's, you know, got more into their wellness and, and it's not, I'm not sitting here being like, you know, oh, I don't want to sound boring or anything because everyone knows if you go on my Instagram that I'm like, you know, I love it and I'm so up for it. Um, but again, it's all about balance. Um, and yeah, I guess it's not really spoken about enough about how much this lifestyle can impact your mental health. And at one point it was. So I had to take a real look at myself and go, okay, what areas could I, you know, take care of myself a bit more and like I said, I enjoy it. So, I enjoy it so much more now. Yeah, so. yeah. We're we're big advocates of mental health, and we just want to make sure, like, people getting in the industry know that you need to navigate it carefully. And like, there's been a lot of like big deaths in the industry this year, and like, because of mm. things, and like, you know, it's just yeah. If you're not careful, it can you know that world can really suck you in so you've got to be a strong person and this goes back to why I said I'm glad I waited and why I say to people you know just wait till you're really ready I mean some people are ready when they're 18 and they're very mature and all of these things but you know you have because it's a big world out there and it's a lot of hedonistic fun and it's like you just are mentally you know you have to be strong to deal with that Mm. Quite, quite often with DJs as well, is they're the party animal. And yeah. I, I don't know about you, or, but with me, it's just a switch. And once it's flicked yeah. on, it doesn't come off for a few days. Like, yeah, know. yeah, <laughs> so. it is. Yeah. And it's like, and I, but I, again, like, I love that, but it's just, um, it's just balance. It just really is balanced, you know? Um, yeah. And looking after your mental health is like, that's actually been one of my prior- priorities this year was taking care of my mental health and doing little things like like journaling and stuff like that. Like I, oh, I try to like every morning now. And um, it actually really helps because it makes me uh, get my thoughts out. And also I can see if there's something that's bothering me or whatever. And, you know, it really helps. Um, so little things like that can help. And also, and I think it makes you do better anyway. And I, when I'm when I'm feeling good, I make better music. I'm, all of these things, you know. I think I read this thing recently, and it said, um, like your success is based on how 
how much care you take of yourself or how much you work on yourself. And the more you work on yourself, the more likely you are to be successful or do well, you know? I love that. I actually love that. That's definitely going in the title. <laughs> I always write my titles for the podcast as the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever you say something interesting, I'll like, oh, get that down. Podcast oh. title. I, th- I think I've got the actual quote like in my... Got it here in a book. Wait, can I give? Can I read it? Read it to you. Please do. Please, I love books. So I think I said it right, but I just want to double check. What book is it for? For everyone listening. It's, oh my gosh! Oh my god! I'm so glad I can talk about my books. I do read. Um, it's called The Miracle Morning. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. It's it's so good. Someone someone told me about it, and um, because of what what we were saying, it basically teaches you to have. Uh, the importance of having a routine uh, not a routine but like um, well yeah I guess a routine but especially in the morning before you start your day it's like it just sets me up for the day and um, how important like having time to yourself to do to get yourself ready like journal meditate exercise and then start and I've been doing that before getting into the studio from this book and it's just like just, change my mindset but anyway I found the quote Um, so your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become that's quite a while I can send you that after we've had this but there's no point trying to be successful if you're not going to work on work on yourself basically Um, because you know you're not going to enjoy it otherwise that is amazing that is a, yeah. a brilliant quote um yeah so you know i actually really recommend people to read this as well because it's it's um it's a good one perfect all right i think that's a good point to end it i think everyone should go yeah. on the podcast check amara out of course and go get that book we will we will see <laughs> you in the next episode of Mara. it's been lovely to have you Thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting to you. It's been so great. All right, guys, we'll see you next time and stay tuned for more news from me and Amora. Bye. Bye.